brought to you almost live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. It's sippin' time. Yes, it's sippin' time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode where everything good in life is worth discussing. As always, we are the best thing on at 2 a.m. That's because there's nothing else on at 2 a.m. Mm-hmm. Theoretically. You need to invest in Netflix, man. It's always something good on. Like you invest in it. You're still using your mom's passcode, please. Please, man. Ex-girlfriends. No, who am I kidding? Yeah, I was going to say it's the ex-girlfriend knowing him. <laughs> Thank God that dinghy broad never changed it. <laughs> I set up her router. I still steal. <laughs> she doesn't know how to fix it. So, yeah, it'll, it'll probably last you the next 25 years. <laughs> uh, well, this is Made Band Bob. And joining me today are good old gal Denise. Good morning, everyone. Excited to drink some nice wines this morning. And Made Man Maury. Good morning. Excited to be here in the damp, dark basement on a beautiful, sunny day in quarantine. It's not a basement. It's a cellar. It's where we keep wine, and it's classy. Mm -hmm. Well, like I said, it's not very classy. A basement's where you keep MREs and piles of ammo stockpiling for the end of the world. And the body stock. I don't let you in in that room. That's right. I was going to say, we're not in that room. You're not allowed in that room. And (laughs) good old boy, Army. Thanks for having me, Bob. I appreciate having the the opportunity to taste wine. Like I never do that. Yeah, this is new for you, isn't it's it? Something new. Yeah, well, thank God. You know, maybe he'll learn to actually taste some wine for once in his life. When are you gentlemen going to shave? Where's the Thunderbird? Where's the Thunderbird? I was thinking about hiring a barber for Harmeet. Either that, or letting him borrow one of your ponytail holders. What were you expecting, Thunderbird? That's right. There's your Thunderbird. I'm I'm doing my COVID haircut. I'm gonna try the try the Justin Trudeau thing. Let's let it go. Justin long. Trudeau looks to me okay. like you've been trying the. I like I ain't Justin Trudeau. <laughs> you've been doing the ceiling fan on high haircut yeah. lately. So. <laughs> <laughs> you remember Gallagher used to say, "Never let your mom uh, comb your hair when she's mad at your dad." Yeah, that's what you got. <laughs> All right. Well, Maury and myself are with the Bourbon Mafia. The Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of bourbon enthusiasts and interested professionals with a representation in eight states and two continents. Our members combine a love of bourbon with a ch- passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events. You can check them out on Facebook at The Bourbon Mafia. We're also sponsored in part by the Fort Lauderdale Whiskey Society. To find out more about the Society and their events, or at least hopefully when we get through all this and they start having them again, you can visit them at ftlws.com. And we are also sponsored in part by Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the Animatic Machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at finespirits.net or on Facebook at Facebook.com slash Fine Spirits. Thank you, Don Pardo. Also, Instagram. You go do the Instagram. Go do the Twitter. It's all Fine Spirits. I said Twitter is Fine Spirits underscore FL. So long as you don't go TikTok, then you're fine. No, we don't do TikTok. I can't do that. Snapchat. No, sorry. No, no, no. I mean, usually most people find them on Grindr, but, you know. (laughs) 
<laughs> That's true. Well, our six segments are all about why. My wine. wife doesn't know about the grinder, man. Come on. She does now. Wife? You, you mean beard. My okay. Beard. <laughs> our six segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and anything else that you can drink. And today's show is a range of wines from Cloutoval, uh, Chapter 24 Vineyards, Killicanoon, and the Pump Jack Group. And here are the wines we're going to be discussing today. We have the Don Melkor, 2017. We have Chapter 24 Vineyards of the Flood, 2017, Williamette Valley Pinot Noir. We have the Killicanoon Covenant Shiraz, 2013. We have the Plump Jack Merlot. I don't know what year that is. No one. We have the Odette Estate Adaptation 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon. And we have the Cade Howell Mountain Cabernet 2017, which is obviously going to be the best wine in the entire group just simply by the fact of its name. Name. On Bob's Mountain. Bob's Mountain. I'm like, oh. But there's no Clodeval here, dude. You said Clodeval earlier. Looks like you need to update your script. Did I say Clodeval? You did. You did. Oh, I messed and up. We need to get on a pump check. That was the last one. Yeah, I don't have it. It's, it's on there. Give me the bottle. Put on your glasses. It's on the front there. Let's see. No, it's not. Yeah, it just I'll says, show you. Actually, it's very hard to find. It says Plump Jack, Merlot. Show me the bottle. Show your me the money, Hand it over. Hmm? Mm-hmm. You don't even have your Let's glasses see. on, I don't have me. my glasses on. It's very hard to read. So under the word Merlot, it's 2018. I'm guessing that means 2018. Probably not. Super hard to read. Plump Jack likes to hide that information. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, make it where you can't read it. That's doesn't good. matter. They say it doesn't matter because the wine's good no matter Well, I don't really give it okay. a Yeah, all I care about is I'm drinking it. So that's but the most important part. Literally, the uh, the wine was delivered to the store like uh, last week. So Okay. This the and Fine Spirits proudly put it on their label so and that you, we know. And you brought one. I only brought one for you. I've got a bunch. Yeah, well, I don't care about so you. It's all, <laughs> See, it's all about Plum you. Check so I, said, I read it, it off the back. I didn't read on it on it, the So front. on the back, you can you can read it on the back where my yeah. barcode is too. Well, all right. So we're going to have Maury tell us all about our sips ratings. Thank you, Bob. These are our signature sips ratings. You're welcome. One sip. Give me a glass like of a water to wash out my mouth. Hold on, I'm not ready. We, were, we went down a rabbit hole earlier. Come on. Two sips. Nice. But what else do you have? Well, isn't that nice? We do have an Australian. It should be more like, nice. Three <laughs> sips. Hmm. Interesting. What was this again? Like Artie Lang. Very interesting. Four sips. Let's keep this a secret to ourselves. Pour me another. That was his sexy voice, in case oh. you didn't know that, Denise. Good to know. Yeah. Might want to make know. a note of that. <laughs> Five sips. Oh, my. I was unaware anything could be this good. Oh, my goodness. Yes. 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 No. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm not a woman, but my vagina just started up. <laughs> what? I can't I, even touch that. Okay, Nancy. You're Pelosi. not allowed to. <laughs> oh. <sighs> Did he go there? Yes, he went there. Oh, yeah. that went in another direction Jeez. very quickly. Okay, then. It's like a bad Joan Rivers joke. Okay. All right. 
Well, let's talk about our first wine. Yeah, let's. please. First wine is from Don Melkor. Don Melkor is a legacy wine from Chile, first created in 1987 by the Gulasasti family of Concha y Toro, and named for their forefather in Chilean wine. Don Melkor represents a singular expression of the Puente Alto vineyard in the upper Maipo Valley, overseen by winemaker Enrique Terrado since 1995. The seven parcels of Don Melkor are harvested independently to support over 150 micro vinifications in the cellar, each of them tasted and selected for final composition. The second vintage of Don Melkor in 1988 was the first Chilean wine to be named Wine Spectator's Top 100 Wines of the World, where it has since placed nine times, including three placements in the top 10. The first wine is the Don Melkor 2017. It's 98% Cabernet Sauvignon, 2% Cabernet Franc, and comes in at 14.5% ABV. It spent 15 months in French oak barrels, 67% of which were new and 33% were second use. It has an MSRP of $120. It was given a wine enthusiast uh, rating of 95, wine spectator rating of 95, and James Suckling gave it a whopping 99 points. This is really a beautiful wine. The color is deep garnet. On the nose, there's definitely lots of fruit, uh, black currants among other dark fruits, and definitely a hint of crushed stone. On the palate, lots of cherry, currant, notes of cocoa. There's definitely cedar, earthy tannins, and a hint of pepper. It's got a beautiful mouth uh, feel, nice viscosity. It's mouth coating. It has a beautiful long finish. Really an outstanding wine. Uh, my first sip, uh, I wrote just three letters. Wow. Wow. What do you think? Well, it's hard to top wow, but I'll try. I really like the nose on this. The nose, and correct me if I'm wrong, or if you disagree, wet stone, salty, minerally. It's I definitely got all of those. Got like an oceany vibe on the nose, mm. and I love that. Yeah. That's really nice. I think you're right with the uh, dark cherries, the pepper. That's what I get. Earth notes on the palate, definitely peppery, uh, deep dark cherry. Beautiful mouthfeel, nice big wine. I really like this wine. And Harmeet is still looking for the ocean. I'm in still his smiling. Glass. No, no, I'm. I'm <laughs> I, everything you said is absolutely spot on, Denise. That's Thank you, Harmeet. Said, perfectly said. Um, when it first was opened, I did get some black olive and some tar notes as well, mm -hmm. but those have dissipated. Uh, the black olive is still there. Those minerally tar notes are are going away, but. It's when you say salty, like well, more yeah, stone. Yeah, that's the olives. You're getting yeah. the brine. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And then the, on the palate, it's quite different with the fruit coming up. The cherries and currants are really up there. And um, I got quite a bit of cedar on the palate as well. Um, just great wine. Bob? Mm. So I wait till you had some mouthful of wine. <laughs> yeah, lovely. Absolutely lovely. It, uh, I, I totally get on the nose. I get, I get that, that seaweed, briny, okay. salty. Maybe like capers, where yeah. the olive and the salty sort of come in together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's absolutely there on the nose and on the palate. It's just, uh, it's cherries and currants and 
earthy and Yeah, it's got that, that stony, earthy kind of mm-hmm. minerality to it. I mean, just absolutely a lovely wine. And we were fortunate enough to be invited to a, a dinner with uh, one of the winemakers and got to try several of them. But this one was fantastic. Four sips. That's classified. Hey, and we're back, and we just finished talking about the Don Melkor 2017. We gave that uh, four sips. Stunning wine. Really, really great. Very nice. And uh, I still remember that whole vertical that they poured for us at that dinner. That was... that was, that was that like was, two years ago? Are you still talking about it? No, it was... Uh, when was that? That was probably about eight, seven, eight months ago, I think it was. Yeah, about eight months ago. Yeah, really, really nice. Uh, really. Well, in COVID times, that's a decade yeah. ago. Oh, in COVID times, that was <laughs> you know that was in the turn of the century. That yeah. was Victorian era. So, so we're going to be going on to our next wine now. We're going to have Denise tell us all about that one. Great. So this is the Chapter Twenty Four Vineyards: The Flood, Twenty Seventeen Willamette Valley Pinot Noir, Twelve Months and One Hundred Percent French Oak, Fifty Percent New. 13.5% ABV. It received 92 points from Wine Spectator, 92 points from Robert Parker, Wine Advocate, and the retail price is around $60. Founded in 2011, Chapter 24 Vineyards was named after the last chapter of Homer's epic poem, The Odyssey. This particular chapter was added long after Homer died. The Greeks continued the tale to satisfy themselves despite the author thinking he was finished after Chapter 23. The mark of a great ending is not what it says about the past, but rather what it promises for the future, and Chapter 23 clearly raised more questions than it answered. In this same spirit, the story of Chapter 24's wines continues well past the cellar door. Winemaking is just the beginning of the story. The wine may be finished, but it is not the end. So this wine... So profound. Isn't it? Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. I didn't buy it, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Let's taste the wine. Yeah. It's just so poetic. Marketing really. stuff. Marketing <laughs> stuff. So what's in the glass? This wine has a, a really vibrant purple or deep, deep garnet color. What I get on the nose, and I need to be very careful on how I describe this wine. Um, Why is it lewd? <laughs> no, 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 not at all. Hold on, hold on. Yeah, hold on. Okay. Now yeah. tell me I'm ready. So yeah. I get, uh, I get. <laughs> Hold on. Get your okay. hands out of your pants. Let me loosen my pants. <laughs> oh, dear God. And talk slow. <laughs> Real slow. And sexy like. What Is everyone in the do? audience uncomfortable right now? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, at least there's a girl here for once. It's usually just us. <laughs> well, maybe I shouldn't mention the barnyard animals then. Oh, oh yeah. I was going to do that in my okay, description. Ahead, yeah, anyway, here, very fruity, lots of black fruit. But interestingly enough, for a Pinot, I get a little barnyardy, musty. Really? No. Yeah, right in the very tip. Right in the tip. Right, and I'm right, thinking, the very tip oh, the what's this Just little barely. French sort of note that I'm getting? Just barely. Yeah. It's there. you got to yeah. search for it. But now that you mention it, yeah. I didn't get it at first, I admit, but uh, it's there. I get roses and violets. Mm. That's that. Maybe that earthiness of the, the garden. The violets are definitely there. Mm. That's, I, it's not barnyard to me. It's more roses and violets. This is this is flowers. But right on the I back have, of the flowers, do you not get a little, just like a little musty? Well, no. that's what I get. Yeah. Okay. No, anyway, on the I'm not, palate. My nose probably isn't as sensitive as you. No. Women have more So, it, it's interesting because on the palate, I, I also get these really strong, earthy um, notes and dark cherries and dark fruit. 
notes and it's just it's a very interesting pinot and i like pinots but mm. this is a a nicer full-bodied pinot and that's typically how i like them i thought the finish was a little short though no mm. one's gonna make the dirty joke mm -hmm. we'll no it doesn't linger on the finish that's true no, uh, but I agree with everything you said. I think you're spot on. It, I think it's uh, super fruity on the nose, um, and I agree. The, the palate is a little bit more toned down on the fruits and a little more earthiness. And again, I would call it a relatively full-bodied Pinot um, that Definitely. does not disappoint. Definitely full-bodied. You're right on there. Mm -hmm. Harm. And I like it. Oh, I, the, what is there to say? This wine is beautiful. Well-made, well-structured. Uh, it's, it's not your... Uh, light um lighter style of pinot this is the fact this is willamette valley fruit is uh stunning to me because this is not as to me i didn't get the forest floor notes that i expect from willamette valley but you i did, you thought get it was your, more of a california style pinot more, yeah exactly mm. it's more california with all the fruit but uh that earthiness that when well, denise was talking about the barnyard quality to it maybe that's where that earthiness is coming from willamette but to me, it's more floral. Uh, lots of violets, lots of mushroom, lots of not lo lo lots of mushrooms, just a little tiny hint of mushroom. Lots of roses, um, dark fruit, tons of dark fruit. Um, it's just gorgeous. I, I enjoyed it, Bob. What more can you say? I mean, it's a great Pinot. It's definitely on the nose. You get the violets, and I and I do get I do get that sort of just. That little bit of funk, that little bit of yeah. barnyard, that little bit of... Uh, and it's got a great finish, too. The acidity... Almost, and, uh, and almost that bordeaux -y kind of right. barnyard. Yeah, yeah it's just really in the surprising. Very, the very, very tip, tip, tip of the nose. And the palettes, I mean, it's got great structure to it. I got to say, it's one of the nicest pinots I've had that I've never heard of before. I've never heard of this it's got, a, it's got a fantastic... I mean, the acidity on it is perfect. I mean, it's got a great acidity. It's, it's bright. It's fresh. But it's got, you know, some serious, you know, gravitas to it. I mean, it's it's well put together. Um, I mean, this could have easily gone towards a syrupy style, but it doesn't, yeah. which I really appreciate. Yeah. No, yeah. Harmeet, I get a, more of that um, that funk or that yeah. mustiness when you just lift it. Don't swirl it. Yeah. Because no. when you swirl it, all of those floral notes come out. Yep. Okay. I'll give and it then to you. you swirl yeah. it, and then you get an entirely different sort of nose. An earthiness, a mushroomy. It's, yeah. it's really yeah, fun yeah, and interesting, right? Absolutely right. right. If you don't swirl it, you just lift it. It's there. Yeah, but just then, a little bit of a forest floor yeah, kind of. It's yeah. really fun and interesting. Yeah, I mean, it, it's great. I mean, they have uh, they have another one. This is the flood that they do in vineyards that have all sedimentary soil. And then they have one called the fire that they do in their vineyards that have all volcanic soil. So they, I'd like to try the other one and mm. you know, compare the be two. It'd be fun if we that could would compare be fun, them. Right? Because this was a surprise. Yeah. I mean, it was oh, a really fun I mean, surprise. Thank you for sending us one. I, do uh, they you even know, sell this in Florida? No, yeah. no, one, no salesperson's ever approached me with this. Well, I mean, according to the website, it. there's only about 750 cases made. So... I don't know how much of it makes it. If you guys out. can find this, uh, yeah. seek it out. This, this one is a hard one, hard to get. Yeah, I mean, but uh, a, a, a really, really lovely Pinot, and uh, we're going to rate it four sips. That's classified. So we're going to move on to our next wine, or we're going to have Harm tell us all about that one. Killicanoon Covenant Shiraz from 2013 is a Clare Valley South Australian wine, 18 months in French oak barriques, 30% of which are new. Comes in at 14.5% ABV. 
The Wine Advocate from uh, Robert Parker gave it 93 points. Spectator gave it 92, 91 from Enthusiast. It has a $37 retail. This wine is completely new to me. I don't think I've ever seen this in Florida, but now I may have to seek it out. Founded in 1997 by Kevin Mitchell, Killacanoon is a boutique Clare Valley winery with an international reputation for producing regionally expressive terroir-driven wines. The Killacanoon property, featuring a circa 1860 stone cottage housing Killacanoon's tasting room, was originally settled by early English migrants, or prisoners as they called them. Yes, prisoners. <laughs> Ex-prisoners, who named it after a historic old mansion in Cornwall. On purchasing the property in the, turn the page, 1990s, <laughs> Kevin Mitchell Schmuck. inherited 30 years the, a 30-year-old Shiraz, Cabernet and Grenache, and Riesling vineyards, many of which were planted by his father, Mort, in the 1960s. The fruit for the Covenant Shiraz was handpicked from six dry-grown premium uh, vineyards with an average vine age of 30 to 40 years, located in the Clare Valley. Traditional methods of vinification were used, with the fermentation taking place in small open-top fermenters, followed by a gentle basket pressing. Okay. It's quite a bit of information there. Let's talk about the wine. First off, the color. This is an inky purple with violet edges. It is opaque as sin, dark like my heart. The nose. You're not a lawyer. No, but I divorced one. So how dark you can your heart really be? <laughs> I divorced one. She took it in the divorce. You had to have had one first. Yeah, anyway. Uh, the nose, it is gorgeous. So, uh, to me, first thing I get is like this smoky mineral nose, a little tar, a little cedar. Um, it's savory. There's black fruit. It's just uh, their tasting note uh, that they mentioned on their website, I think, says subtle charry notes. There's nothing subtle about this at all. It's there. It's big. It's quite good. There's a little pencil lead coming out as well on the palate. Dark fruit. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Cherries. Lots of cherry. A little bit of blueberry. Um, there's a spice underneath I just haven't identified. And you can get that. I guess it could be like clove or cinnamon from the French oak. And beautiful tannin. Good structure. The finish is medium. It's clean. It's not too gamey, as you often sometimes find in South Australian wines. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, Bob, what do you think? Well, I definitely pick up sort of that minerality on the nose, sort of that graphite. Um, as far as the chari, yeah, tip of the nose, a little bit of a little bit of uh, little bit a little of bit oak char to it. I, I was getting it deep in there too. Go ahead. And um, you know some really lovely fruity uh, black cherries, you know dark red fruit. Mm. And on the palate, absolutely just you know an, an explosion of stewed dark red fruit, um, cherries. There's some some red plums. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of spice, like a almost like a Mediterranean sort of. It's hard to describe. I don't know. It's it's not quite it's not quite a cumin, but it's a, a sort of a Mediterranean sort of bit of a spice in the back palate. Um, it's got a nice structure to it. It's got some really good tannin to it. This is this is everything you want in a good Shiraz. 
I would agree, Bob. I think that uh, it's really got all the hallmarks of a beautiful Shiraz. It's beautifully made. It's well put together. It's got this unbelievably inky, opaque color that Harm talks about. And um, I think that you guys are all spot on on the tasting notes. Uh, it's, Still trying it's to really, figure out what that spice is. It's really nice, though. It's really pleasant. I'm saying. I can't, I can't put my finger on it. You could drink this with almost anything. Denise, what do you think? I agree with everything all of you said. Um, on the nose, that... Uh, kangaroo filet. That's <laughs> Why it, not? kangaroo. Wallaby. The chari oak notes, Wallaby. I get more of a... Um, I like to cook on a cedar plank, and when I pull that plank off the grill, I get this really great aroma, and that's the note that I you get think this is on the charred nose. cedar? I do get charred cedar. It's char, but I don't get the cedar. I got some cedar. Right, okay, I okay. don't know. There's char and cedar. I don't know if I would have called it charred cedar, but I can't argue. On the nose or on the palate? On the nose, on the nose. for me. Okay. On the back. Yeah. I don't know. It's, it's really great spices, great cherries. It's smoky. It's yeah, woodsy. Really it's complex. It's well-rounded. It's delicious. Delicious. Do we yeah, have a rating, kids? We do. And I'm with you on this. It's uh, it, it definitely, when you're dealing with South Australia, sometimes you do get that little bit of Game. gaminess to it. Um, and this has completely avoided that. I mean, this is... This I mean, is, people often look for that gaminess. Though. Well, yeah, That's I, stop. I, depending on how it's done. You know, I mean, it can be actually really great. But mm. uh, this this pretty much goes right around all of that. So, mm. I'm going to have to inquire and see what else they have besides this. Um but we're going to be getting the uh, Kilkanoon Covenant Shiraz 2013. Four sips. That's classified. All right. So let's move on to our next wine. And leaving the fine folks down in Australia, we're going to move back to America. And we're going to have, uh, we're going to talk about the Pump Jack. So the Pump Jack Winery in 1992, Gavin Newsom founded San Francisco's popular Pump Jack Wines on Fillmore Street and the principle, on the principle of making wine buying more approachable in a friendly, non-intimidating manner to, tr to transform the wine purchasing experience into something that's a little bit more fun and a little bit of discovery. In 1997, they opened their namesake winery in the heart of Napa Valley's Oakville region. And since then, the Plump Jack Group portfolio has expanded to include a diverse collection of hospitality and lifestyle businesses, including boutique hotels, award-winning wineries, restaurants, and bars, and the res retail establishments, as well as the Plump Jack Development Company. So what busy we have here is mm -hmm. the Plump Jack. They're busy. Yeah. He's also governor now. He's got some pull. That helps. Yeah. And he's friends with other billionaires. <laughs> That's how you get to Plump Jack. Yeah, that really helps. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Yeah. When you got a couple of billion in uh in the in the bank, it helps. So they I'm I'm just look, I'm I'm a fan. I'm not I'm not saying anything bad about them. I, I'm a I love their wine. But go ahead, Bob. Well the, we have what we have here is the Plump Jack Merlot 2018, which is damn near impossible to find on their label because it's really, really tiny and <laughs> mixed up in a mishmash of of, of ink and whatever. Uh, if you don't have a map, you're not gonna find it. So make sure you get a wine store that puts it on the back label. Like I do. Um it's fifty five dollars retail. Um the color. Not for you, Bob. It's 110 for you. Oh, uh, well, at normal stores, <laughs> $55 retail. At Fine Spirits, $275. Um, it's got a lovely color to it. It's a nice deep mm. garnet. It's got a nice glow around the rim. 
um, on the nose. It's quite young. That, that's that, that glow. It's so yeah. clear at the edges. On the nose, I definitely pick up some blackberry. I pick up a little bit of roasted coffee and clove. And a little bit of dried fruit um, on the palate. Hmm. Mm. It's got a great mouthfeel to it. Very, very smooth, very, very silky. Um, it's got a nice acidity to it. Bright, fresh wine. Um, I'm picking up some some cherries. I don't know, you know, like Rainier cherries. A little bit of vanilla. And on the back palate, I pick up, I don't know if it's a cocoa note or a milk chocolatey kind of note I on the back palate. Something back there. I think there. it's more of a yeah. chocolate. Chocolate. It's not as it's not as powdery and dry. Um, it's got a nice tannin to it. It's definitely approachable. I think it could definitely use a few more years, but uh, it's certainly certainly good right now. Um, yeah, I mean, a lovely wine. What do you think, Denise? I'm trying to pick up on that note, that chocolatey note. Chocolate covered cherry, Luxardo cherry, yeah. something a little. Yeah, it's, I don't know if it's dark Bing cherries or yeah, Rainier but cherries. It's, it's interesting. When you say Luxardo, I think you're on it. The Luxardo, right? Yeah, you open up that, a jar of Luxardo yeah. and. Well, there is only one Mary's. This is cherry. true. There is only one cherry. Everything else is a sad. Uh, there are imitations out there that are very nice too. You yeah, don't they'll know. do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Luxardos, I know. Anyway, this this is great. Go ahead. Go ahead. No, delicious. I was just trying it again. So that so that you get the Luxardo, you get the chocolate. What else? I do. And on the palate, it's uh, very fruity. Uh, the I do get the blueberry pie, which is in the description. Yeah, a lot of blueberry right? pie Lots and pie. boysenberry. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That That's boysenberry good. comes I right had on a boysenberry through. in how many years? Oh, man? but it doesn't matter. You don't forget your first boysenberry. It's like your first <laughs> Wait date. Wait a minute. That, sounds that like sounded a little yeah, weird. Yeah. Sounds yeah. Little, yeah. <laughs> sounds like a scout leader down there. I'm, I think <laughs> that's a code for something. Mm. Mm. Yeah, no, I, I agree. I think, Denise, you're right on. Uh, I think uh, I found this to be very fruity. I found it to be a little bit atypical for a Merlot. I'm not necessarily a big Merlot drinker, but I thought this was really pleasant. This is a cab drinker's Merlot. Yes, mm. but it's also fruity. It's a California-style fruit bomb. Uh, mm -hmm. There's lots of fruit. I mean, the boysenberry and the blueberry pie really and cherries really dominate the both the palate and the nose. Um, I loved it. I really enjoyed it quite a lot. But as yeah, I said, I it is not it, a typical Merlot. It is definitely a cab drinker's Merlot. There's, there's a lot more, a lot more structure to this than well, this, I'm used the, to. There are the problem. You were talking about the the vintage. It's young. Well, yeah. We. I want to thank the supplier, by the way, uh, Scott Gaffney, for helping us out with these samples today. But because uh, these are really hard to get wines. Normally, Plump Jack is something. I get twelve bottles a year of, or back in the day when it was even harder to get. Uh, but since we've been such a good customer partner with them for a long time, we we get bigger allocations. But I still only allow one bottle per customer to go out, especially their cab. And we'll be back. Hey, and we're back, and we're still talking about the Pump Jack Merlot 2018. Yeah, so anyway, before you rudely interrupt me with your crass commercial interruption there, Bob. I like uh, crass commercial interruption. Pays the bills. It does. Talk about the pot calling the kettle black. Yeah. The king of crass commercial interruptions. Mm -hmm. Those are on my Zoom things, man. Mm -hmm. It's like, before we go any further, and let me person. share the pricing. And in person. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, at Fine Spirits, you can get this for only $52. Now. And um, 
so anyway, Plumpjack is really rare wine to get. It's they in South Florida, especially. We're on the other coast. I'm sure if you're in California, you can find it much more easily. But in Florida, it's white tablecloth restaurants only, especially when they were first released here. Um, I mean, all the hoops we had to jump through to get Plumpjack from the supply, not the supplier, but the distributor themselves. They, they make it hard to get these wines. They're great stuff, but. Uh, well, the I agree. They're really primarily a restaurant wine. That's a restaurant wine. It's like, and I'm used to paying, going to Plump Jack, you know, going to a nice steakhouse in Dallas and ordering a bottle of Plump Jack for two to two hundred to two hundred fifty dollars a bottle, whereas I can sell it for only half when that. somebody else is paying. Yeah, exactly. When my when my cousin the millionaire is paying, we let him buy that stuff. <laughs> but oh, uh, the, oh, the successful one your mom likes to yeah, talk about. Like, yeah, okay. the one who didn't drop. <laughs> yeah, but anyway, um, the and the, I like the fact that they also make screw caps for a lot of their wines as well. But um, you, you, I mean, it's, it's you want to find a hundred dollar screw cap, but plump jack will plump jack will have it. But um, anyway, the, the, they 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 came through with some good samples for us, and I really enjoy their stuff. And today's wine is a wine I have not had in a while, the Merlot, because I'll carry their cab all the time. Yeah, most people are familiar with their cab. And I think as far as the Reds go, their cabs are phenomenal. Yeah. I love their Chardonnay as well. That's the, Maury, you hit on the nail, hit the nail on the head. I love the Chardonnay, but nobody knows it in Florida. Well, we I know it. it. It's okay. I'll take all you got. <laughs> you the go. Merlot I've not had before from Plump Jack, and I'm pleasantly surprised today. I thought it was beautiful. But this is a cab drinker's Merlot. So we were saying they're known for their cab. This is a heavy style Merlot, but it's so wonderfully put together. I just want to smell that again. Wow. Just all that blueberry. And I get some coffee notes in there as well. Hmm. And it's so heavy. It's it's mouth coating, silky. Well, actually, more velvety than silky. Actually, those tannins are pretty velvety. And again, the whole point I I, I went off on this digression about the plump plump check is it's such a hard wine to get. And we even though it's allocated when I sell to my customers, I don't have any older vintages of this Merlot. This 2018 was just released. So this is very won't young. Won't be around drink, for long. Hmm. It won't be around for long. Buy it, put it in your cellar. Drink this five years from now. We're not doing it really a disservice drinking it so young. It's just no. The, I really think it's ready to go now, but it certainly will age. It's going to age much better. I, I, these wines need some time in the cellar. Yeah. Uh, the tannin right here is is really dusty and velvety right now in this Merlot. If you give it two to five more years, it's going to get silkier and smoother and just gorgeous. Hmm. Um, Bob, what do you think? Did, or did you already talk about this? Well, one? I already talked about it. So, yeah. did I just go on too long about it? Yeah, Sorry. you just went on, but that's all Sorry. right. We're you used were to excited. It. So, we're going to uh, give the Plump Jack Merlot 2018 four sips. That's classified. All right. So, we're moving on to our next wine. We're going to have Denise tell us about that. All right. So, we'll talk about the Odette Estate Winery. With their success at Plump Jack and Cade Estate Wineries, the partners were open to the possibility of a third winery. In the fall of 2011, an opportunity to round out their trio of wineries presented itself in the form of a historic property in the Stag's Leap District. This prime piece of land would be the future site of Odette Estate Winery. The 45-acre estate originally purchased by the Steltzner family in 1964. After purchasing the property, Richard and Christine Steltzner converted the open land to vineyards in 1970 and sold the grapes on property through their own vineyard management company. In 1977, the Steltzners realized the potential of their Stag's Leap District property and decided to make their own wine. The Steltzners would boost their annual production of their namesake label to 25,000 cases annually. 
But in 2012, the time had come for them to pass the torch, and the Steltzner sold the winery and surrounding vineyards to Newsom, Getty, and Conover, making the trio just the second owners to farm the vineyard. So we're going to try the Odette Estate Adaptation 2016 Cabernet Sauvignon. It's from Napa Valley, aged for 18 months in 50% new oak barrels and 50% one-fill oak barrels. 85% Cabernet Sauvignon, 15% Merlot, comes in at a 14.6 ABV, and it retails for about $62. The majority of the Cabernet Sauvignon comes from ink grade on the backside of Bob's Mountain, or Howell Mountain, <laughs> which provides the framework and structure to carry this wine, along with grapes from vineyards in the Pope Valley, Stag's Leap District, and Oak Knoll. Now, this wine has a really deep, dark, Bing cherry color. It's really, really beautiful. Uh, the, the notes for me on the nose are a very soft floral note, and I also get dried herbs. More specifically, I believe thyme and lavender. And I've come back to it two or three times just to make sure that that's what I get. And I still stick by my thyme and lavender. I don't get the thyme, but I get the lavender. It's definitely floral. Yeah. Beautiful. beautiful, beautiful nose. And on the palate for me, I get those deep, dark cherries. I still get those dried herbs, still the, the, the thyme, the lavender, and a beautiful um, following of espresso. It's beautiful on the palate for me. I love this wine. It's got a, a nice long finish. I can't really say enough about it. So I will open the table, if you will. Oh, let me go then. <laughs> Odette is a very expensive wine generally. This adaptation is their second label. And a lot of people don't know it. So if you see it... Um, is that really the price point on it? Because yeah. that's a beautiful price point. Oh, so what you're telling me this is, is when the, I asked you to bring wines, you brought the second label, you cheap <laughs> bastard. <laughs> I know, I know. We Sheep. can save the Odette for another tasting. The sure we we'll will. Talk. Like we'll Let be me talk to Scott. To that Scott, one. you listening, man? Um, so adaptation, I love adaptation because it's at this price point, it's a stunning wine. There's, there's very few wines at this price point that I sell. They're like this good. This this is uh, outclasses a lot of them, but uh, from California at least. Um, and this, there's other values in Spain and South America, but adaptation people don't people don't know it. They they see the Odette label. They oh yeah, 150 bucks, 200 bucks. They were ready for Odette, but adaptation tastes almost as good. It's 62 bucks, and that's the higher price. This is after the uh, after the uh, uh, 2016 is when they took a price increase because of the fires and all the other stuff they had to do, deal with. Um, it used to be five bucks cheaper <laughs> or almost 10 bucks cheaper. So this wine is a value and the color you, Denise, you're spot on. Now on the, on the nose, I got at first, when I first put it, it's coffee and chocolate. And then it went to the black fruits and the lavender. Then I got your lavender and your, and I guess that's time. I, I couldn't, I couldn't really identify it. And, um, on the palate, you were right. You're right there. The cherries, the strawberry, not strawberry, uh, blackberry, mm. cherry, blackberry, forest floor. It's just a, just a wonderful wine, and the tannins are slightly dusty. Uh, I mean, it's this wine could take another couple years, but it's really, really drinks well right now. Fairly young, and there's a little chocolatey, chocolatey note coming out from the Merlot, I believe. 
it's just so well made. Uh, Bob, what do you think? I think it's lovely. I mean, I'm on the nose, I get the flowers, and I definitely get that sort of herbal. No coffee. Did I, am I the only one getting that coffee? I note? got the espresso. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. No, there's yeah. definitely a like nice a nice dark espresso. Yeah. Yeah, it's like walking into a coffee shop. Mm-hmm. And on the palate, I'm, I'm definitely, I'm getting the cherries, I'm getting the currant. Mm. And I'm getting um, sort of like Baker's, like that bittersweet baking chocolate mm-hmm. toward the back of the palate. Mm-hmm. And I get a little bit of dried herbs. And uh, like they have in their tasting notes, forest floor, and that, that for me, that definitely hits. Um, it, it's It's... You know, it's a lovely wine, absolutely lovely wine. Beautiful. And this is their second label. That's, so, I don't like showing it with more expensive wines because, like people, I tell you, they hear the price. This yeah. is almost as good as that one. That's two hundred bucks. Yeah. Let me just go ahead and get this, and I'll sell cases of this. Right. Well, but I think that's a good point, as I think that some there are a lot of people out there that be put off by the price. Mm-hmm. But if you think of this as a two hundred dollar wine, it's a bargain. Mm-hmm. At sixty bucks, um, and their other labels are, and so, but I think there, you know, there's a lot of people that for them twenty dollars is their price point, thirty dollars is their upper limits, and they get put off by this. But I think when you drink this, this wine drinks like a hundred plus to one hundred fifty, two hundred dollar bottle of wine. It's yeah. a beautiful wine. It's really it may well not made. be your everyday price point, but it's a value if you think of it. That but way. yeah, it's a fantastic wine. I'm really happy with uh, with this and so thrilled we got to drink it. I'd love to try it side by side with its bigger brother. Um, I just can't say enough. I agree with everything that all you guys have said. Um, it's just got well, a lot got, going on. You've got on. the older cousin next to it, their next line. Yes. Yeah. It's, got, it's, got, uh, it's got just layers of complexity. Um, it's not a fruit bomb. It's well balanced. It's just... It, it's, it's still a fruit bomb. Was, if, you're a, if you're a French wine guy or yeah. Italian wine, it's still a fruit bomb. Yeah. It's still California. Yeah. But it's not your typical Napa Valley fruit bomb. No. no I no, think no, no, compared no. to some of the other things we've had, including what's to come, uh, they're much fruitier. This, this wine is beautiful. I can't say enough good things about it. It's just, I just loved it. It was my favorite wine of the day. Well, right. we're going to rate the uh, Odette Adaptation 2016 five sips. Nice. All right. Oh my I thought I was going to have to protest yeah. to get that five. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I, I would I would have given it four, but you know, we're very, it's, I, I could go five. I could go five. I initial my first taste at four to five, and I really yeah. think it just evolved. It gets beautifully better. Yeah. It, it definitely evolved over the last hour in the and glass. And thank you, Harmeet, for urging me to buy a bottle of this uh, several months ago when I was in your shop. Uh, we enjoyed it very much with a meal at home, Excellent. and it was a pleasure to taste it today again. So it goes good with Cheetos and Spam. Yeah, you know, let it me. Uh, we didn't taste it today, but they make a petite Syrah that's pretty stunning Ooh, as well. That I want. Really? I that's I'm the one we had. Yeah. You had the Petite Syrah, the purple I bought label? Both. Oh, I that both. one I want. Oh, I bought the Cab and the Petite Syrah. The Petite Syrah did yeah. not disappoint. No, it doesn't at all. That's inky black like my heart. Oh, what speaking, heart? Of, speaking of black hearts, is it the last one of mine, Cade Vineyards? Yep. What is Joan Jett joining us? Or? <laughs> that would be awesome, but I'm just I'm I'm wondering if I need to clean up and maybe shave or something. <laughs> put on a tie. Uh, Joan Jett, man. Wow. Yeah, I wouldn't Might put on time for Joan Jett. She slapped me. So, <laughs> all right. Well, tell us about our last one. Okay, our last one today is the Cade Howell Mountain, Bob's Mountain Cabernet Sauvignon. First off, Cade like Vineyards is a shared vision of Gavin Newsom, the governor, Gordon Getty, 
another billionaire, and John Conover. What's going on, man? All these billionaires hang out together? Imagine the addition of- Is that a, Getty as in- We hang out museum. together. Oh, yeah. Gordon Getty. Yeah. yeah. Getty Museum. The, yeah. And the- Getty oil. Archives. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah, museum. So this is why you get good wine like this. They're probably losing money on it. <laughs> I know they're not losing money. They're, they're making money. Okay. Anyway, the shared vision of Gavin Newsom, Gordon Getty, John Conover. Imagine the addition of a complimentary estate on the valley floor with the terroir of their Oakville estate. Uh, uh, sorry, to the valley floor terroir of their Oakville estate. So Plump Jack's Valley Floor. And, and they in 2005, they bought a 54-acre estate elevated high above the fog line in the dramatic slopes of the Howell Mountain, Bob's Mountain. And that became the Cade Estate Winery. Given the opportunity to build a winery from the ground up, the Newsom, Getty, and Conover were committed to constructing a state-of-the-art winery that would pay tribute to the land, both aesthetically and uh, ecologically. The commitment would go above and beyond the standard benchmark of environmental responsibility, especially on the world of, in the world of wine. The end goal to construct their first CCOF, California Certified Organic Farmers, organically farmed LEED, that's the Leadership in Energy and Environmental Design, Gold Certified Estate Winery in Napa Valley. And if uh, you've never been there or if you've seen pictures, it is stunning. These guys put the money in it. And it's not just for show. Well, they have the money, so let's be fair. You know. What comes out yeah. of it yeah. is also equally stunning. And again, sorry, gentlemen and lady, I did only bring the Cade Howell Mountain Cabernet, not the Cade Reserve, which is three times the price. You son of Jeez. Yeah, the See Reserve. how we rate? I know, I know. So You're a complete bastard and we all hate you. The Cade... <laughs> Cabernet, How the Howell Mountain Cab. They make, by the way, they make like five Cade wineries. There's Reserve. There's Howell. There's Cade Estate. There's Howell Mountain. There's uh, Vineyard Thirteen or something like that. There's a bunch. So this one spends 19 months barrel aged in 100 French, 100 percent French oak, 75 percent of which is new. It's 87 percent Cabernet Sauvignon, 5 percent Merlot, 4 percent Malbec, 4 percent Petit Verdot, and it's 15.6 percent ABV. It's about 105 bucks retail. Uh, the color is stunning purple, and the nose, it's blueberries and blackberries. Mm. Mm, mm, mm. Chocolate and clove. This The palate of this wine is to the next level. It is velvety and lush and just great, great flavors. Just the fruit comes through. Um, I think uh, boysenberry. Black pepper. I just, I'm, it just goes on forever. I could go on for 20 minutes, but I'm let Denise go. Oh, it's beautiful. I mean, I, uh, uh, on the nose, I get the leather, the cocoa, the coffee, and right at the end, that lovely little hint of mint is just fantastic. And I, I just like, oh, mint julep, but not really. It's wine. So it's just wonderful. Uh, the palate is fruity, it's blueberry, it's, Red cherry and chocolatey. Ah, delish. I'm going to dissent for once. We've all been in such great agreement. I love this wine. Of course he is. But if you're going to compare it to the predecessor, the Odette, for half the price, the adaptation was way better. This, to me, is too sweet and too fruity. Okay. It's a fruit bomb. bomb. It is. It is a classic California fruit bomb. I like it. Don't get me wrong. I wouldn't pour it out. But too fruity. Well, regardless, we're going to give it four sips. That's classified. It is not too fruity. 
The only thing too fruity here is that guy on the end. <laughs> Mr. Right. Fruit Bomb. Yeah, he's definitely. A I'm fruit sorry, bomb. I, I went too long with this, dude. I'm sorry. I, the, this, I, we should talk more no about worry. that. You were excited. It's good wine. Well, it that's all the time we have for today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You're listening. If you're listening to us online, do us a favor and tap the subscribe button. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, or Google to play podcasts, Sip, Suds, and Smokes. We love your feedback. You can reach us online at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our daily tasting notes fly out on Twitter every day at Sip, Suds, and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You can also interact with thousands of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor and take the time to rate this episode. If you're listening to us online, it's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. I want to thank our co-host for joining us. Thank you, Denise. Oh, thank you so much, Bob. This was wonderful. It's not a bad day, is it? No, it's, it's pretty not good a job. bad. Thank you, Maury. Thank you, Bob. Loved our trip to Napa Valley. And thank you, Arm. Thank you, Bob. Really good to be here today. Finally. Finally, you brought good stuff. Well, sometimes you get good stuff, sometimes you don't. Today, we Everything have nothing was great. but the good stuff, so... It was a good day in the cellar today. Yeah, well, for Sib Sudden so- Smokes, this is Bay Bad Bob, and thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink bad wine. And thank God life is very long today because there ain't a bad one on this no, table. No, 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 no. All good. I'm just going to sit here and focus on my Cade Howell Mountain because I'm Your like mountain. a Walton. I have my own mountain. Yeah, so well, you should wine? get some royalties. Mm-hmm. Should be. Should be yeah, your right? house wine. I should, I, you know what? I should show up with a shotgun and take over. Why not? Get off my mountain. You know, What's California? I'll be the only one there with a shotgun, so yeah, I can pretty much run the place. From now on, if I come You'll here, be the king. Mm-hmm. I expect to be served the Howell Estate wines. Oh, you will. It's from Manischewitz. <laughs> it's from Manischewitz. This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip, Suds, and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time.